So let's get into diversity statements, a special part of the application process that a lot of people spend multiple sleepless nights over. For sure. I certainly did. So to start, the goal of a diversity statement is just to show how your diverse background and your diverse qualifications and unique experiences will contribute to the institution and in what ways. So basically, you're exemplifying how you overcame a certain struggle and how you plan to contribute the qualities that you've learned from overcoming that struggle to your legal career. So let's start with why we have a separate diversity statement in the first place. Because I think a lot of people kind of ask the question, well, how is a diversity statement different from a personal statement if they both have or are expected to have personal elements? So what are some of the unique differences that we should have in mind when we think about a diversity statement? Well, I think that you should definitely, like we were talking about earlier, bring in a context of race and identity that you're probably not going to bring in within your personal statement. I think it's like we talked about in the personal statement episode, which all of you should go listen to ASAP. We talked about whether or not we should be contextualizing our racial experiences from a more critical lens in our personal statement and how that affects our relatability to the admissions committee, which it's we, that's not something that we should worry about. But as minorities and as diverse candidates, that's something that we genuinely do worry about sometimes. So in a diversity statement, I think that it's important to do just that, to highlight and contextualize these experiences So it's important for schools to give students the opportunities to show the qualities that they've developed from overcoming struggles and, in a sense, able to contextualize and conceptualize even these qualities in ways that they wouldn't be able to do in their personal statement because they don't want the general theme to be about what they identify with or even ways in which that they were oppressed. But within this diversity statement, you're able to do that And it's important to have one, firstly, just not just because. So it is definitely an optional statement, but you certainly should not be writing this if there is not some unique experience that you feel compelled that the institution should know contributed to your not only wanting to enter the legal profession, but your ability to bring these traits in and Um, produce a new perspective at this point. And I think that's why we have a separate diversity statement is primarily because if it wasn't separate, people would think that it needs to be integrated into the personal statement and would just Mm -hmm. rack their brains over it. So Mm -hmm. it is important that it's optional and that you treat it as optional. I think a lot of people still read it as being mandatory, even if it says optional. But I think that people end up messing themselves up because a diversity statement written just because will often send a a negative message to the admissions committee. Of course, they can tell if you're writing a diversity statement simply because you think it's another way for you to to write about a topic that may not actually be relevant to that admissions committee. So if you're using your diversity statement to talk about more things off of your resume that you thought might be worth noting, they're going to realize that and they're going to say, this isn't what we asked for in a diversity statement. And that could be a mark on you. And that's not us sitting here just trying to say, okay, well, you're not diverse enough, so you shouldn't write a statement because only you know that. But also you just have to keep in mind that there are experiences that are that they're looking for specifically within these statements. And so you writing, it's just like almost like a GPA addendum. And you're they're looking for students to explain why their GPA doesn't necessarily represent their academic inclination. And it's great that they give these students the opportunity to do so. But if you're having a 3.6 and above or 3.8, 4.0, and you come back and you try to write a GPA addendum, then 
you're kind of wasting the admissions committee's time. And that's as simple as I can put it. I think another thing to keep in mind is the fact that our experiences are not always going to neatly fit into a personal statement. And that's especially true if you have unique cultural identity-based characteristics that you think are diverse. So if you are coming from, say you are an immigrant and you're coming to America specifically for your JD program, these are some experiences that are hard to really talk about in a personal statement and probably need to be made more explicit through that diversity statement. So that often gives you another opportunity for you to talk a little bit more deeply about how your upbringing, how, you know, the languages that were spoken in your family, how your parents had to, you know, escape from, you know, particular instances of violence in in their home country. Any of these different experiences that, for example, may not have been relevant to your personal statement, but are relevant to showing that you are a unique and beneficial member of the law school community. Yeah. Um, And you know what? Something they actually do sometimes call it a disadvantage addendum to show how you overcoming your disadvantaged background contributes to your want to can enter into the legal sector. So I think that's, that's very important to kind of understand that sometimes the law schools do use, I think that Harvard may have even done it, use um, it synonymously, disadvantage and diversity. So you kind of focus on those things. And I spoke a little bit about this again in the personal statement episode where I talked about how within that essay, I talked more a bit about socioeconomic circumstances and resource and accessibility concerns. Whereas on my diversity statement, I was definitely able to get a little bit more open and uh, into the traumatic experiences that I've experienced. I talked about how my brothers and sisters went, well, some of them went to jail. I talked about how my family at one point was homeless before coming to law school. And even though it was from a socioeconomic standpoint where I was able to highlight issues like generational poverty and the inability for people from my community to access, um, access these spaces, the schools that I was trying to get into, I said it, I spoke about it through a cultural lens that I think was very relatable to the admissions committee. And that was very important to me. And I think that that isn't even read as a disadvantage. So that's why I find it problematic if law schools are using it as a disadvantage addendum, because I think it shifts the connotation to one that looks as if we are deserving of some extra benefit, right? I think mm-hmm. it it plays into the into the same, you know, oftentimes racist notions of affirmative action as, oh, you're getting an extra leg up because of your identity. And I actually think of it as quite the opposite. I think of it as an advantage statement in terms of the specific cultural exactly. identity-based benefits that we provide to a law school community. So specifically, law schools in particular are very skewed towards the wealthy, towards the white people, towards men, mm-hmm. right? The reason that that is is because a lot of times the resources and the ability to navigate these spaces are more easy to them, right? Exactly. But in order for when we come into these spaces as people of color, as you know, people that come from marginalized backgrounds, we oftentimes are adding to that conversation in really important, critical ways that folks that come from privileged backgrounds, that folks who you know have lived very wealthy lives, have not thought about. So when we come into that space and we say, "Hey, we're actually going to talk about the ways that race has impacted us specifically, and how that should have an impact on the way that we talk about and enact law," that is a specific advantage that we provide to the law school community and to other fellow students who don't have those backgrounds. Yeah, so instead of making it a disadvantage addendum, they definitely should kind of switch the rhetoric when it comes to that.
what do you think that means for students who are black and who come from privileged backgrounds but still decide to write the disadvantaged addendum or the diversity statement? I think that's a great question, and it actually segues really well into our different angles to discuss diversity segment. So one thing in particular is the recognition that your diversity statement does not necessarily have to be identity-based. It doesn't, exactly. And, And I think that in answering your question, it goes to the fact that if you are black and you come from a wealthy background, talking about your your wealth or talking about your blackness aren't necessarily, you know, uh, mutually exclusive things. Yeah, saying exactly. that you're black and wealthy still involves a lot of different racial dynamics that are really challenging. You can actually talk about the fact I think that you being black and wealthy prevents you from having to deal with some of these systematic injustices that poor black people deal with, right? Yeah, which is why you want to enter the legal profession. Right. It's very and, important. And so I think that is a different angle that is still talking about diversity, even though you are talking about important privileges that you have. So I that's, mean, yeah, but also to touch back on your first point, again, it's not identity-based. Like, you don't have to be African-American to write the statement or to feel You don't have to be a person of color. Exactly, you don't have to be a person of color, but... Also, you don't want to falsely narrate or falsely conflate those experiences. You just want to come with your unique background because if you have had some circumstances that you've had to overcome that were adverse and that are normally not circumstantial to the students that are regularly applying to the schools, then your experience, as as traumatizing as it was, will aid the conversation and it will be an integral part of the law school curriculum at that point. For sure, for sure. It doesn't have to be identity-based in any way. You don't have to be a person of color. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to be a woman simply to have access to the ability to write a diversity statement. One other thing I think is important when you're thinking about the angles that you can think about in writing a diversity statement is actually making sure that you have something unique that you can offer, making sure that what you're talking about is actually unique. It isn't something that many people deal with because Oftentimes when we write even our personal statement, we write about things in a way that seems important and and unique to us. But again, in the grand scheme of things, admissions consultants are reading thousands of different personal statements, diversity statements every year. So many of the things that you think are unique are things that they have read multiple times over. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, yeah, you definitely want to pull things out that from your experiences that really stand out and that really allow you to empathize with other students who have similar education restrictions as you and to also to contribute to the student body. An example of that is talking about a niche legal subject or practice that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. So if you are coming from a, a unique background and you that has helped you to think really deeply about a particular issue that other people may not be focused on, that is a great way for you to use a diversity statement to show how you'll contribute something uniquely. I think of it a lot of times when it comes to international law. We have international JD students. We also have international graduate law students here. And so in talking about specific issues that may not be directly related to the United States, it helps you to show that you care about ideas that other people don't care about. And you're bringing those conversations to the table in ways that will really benefit everyone else that you're in class with. Exactly. You're at that point diversifying on a global stage, which is extremely important, especially in today's political climate. So these are all the important things, very important things. Uh, Lastly, and definitely not least, is length. Your diversity statement does not have to be three pages long. It does not have to be one page long. The school will definitely specify a maximum amount of pages to stay within those confines. In fact, I would actually say it should be shorter. 
Because I think that your diversity statement shouldn't be the kitchen sink essay. It shouldn't be, this is what I wasn't able to fit into the two-page limit of my personal statement, and so now here it is in a diversity statement. It shouldn't be a part two to your personal statement. It should really read as a unique, separate document that explains your benefit to the law school. And in a lot of ways, that won't really be that long of a topic. So it may not be that you need a full page to talk about your diversity statement. In fact, mine was actually, I think, two paragraphs long. And the majority of my conversation was saying, here is how my identity will uniquely benefit the students that I'm engaged with in the classroom setting. So it was less about here is how I'm disadvantaged and so I need an extra leg up for you mm-hmm. um, um, you know, in order to get into the school. It was actually flipping the script. It was saying, no, I'm a commodity to you and I'm a commodity exactly. to your law students. Exactly. And without my presence there, your law students will end up graduating and practicing law in ways that are more deficient than if I was there to critically engage with them and to critique a lot of the ideas that they have, you know, still in law school and after law school. Um, and, and so that didn't take me a full page to write about. And I think it actually benefited me because the admissions consultants didn't open up the document and say, all right, here is a long list of, of interesting things, but may not not particularly relevant things. They knew that it was going to be short and it was going to be a pointed discussion of a diversity characteristic. Okay, so just to wrap everything up, remember you don't have to write one just because. You don't have to write anything you don't want to write in the law school admissions process. There are different angles to discussing diversity. Choose yours. And it's going to be unique and it's going to be awesome because you're unique and you're awesome. Talk about length. Uh, You definitely don't want to you know, do too much. You don't want to do too little. You know, stay within the confines. I think Cam definitely highlighted that very well. Uh, We didn't talk about it so much because we talked about it in the personal statement segment, but don't have any spelling and grammar issues. That's not cute. That's honestly just I mean, that applies to everything. Yeah, just like like everything in life. Like, even if you send me an email, I swear, if you send me an email with a spelling or grammar uh, issue, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not happy. Especially when it comes to folks who are reading multiple thousands of documents per day. Yeah, they're going to point it out. They're going to be able to point it out. They're going to think that you don't have an attention to detail. They're going to think that you rushed it or you didn't put enough time into it or you just don't care. And those are all things that you don't want them to infer from your application because your application, the entire thing in itself is going to tell a story and that's definitely not the story you want it to tell about you. So. Don't 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 make the diverse factor that you're bringing to the table the fact that you <laughs> the don't The fact that you're not proofing. Well. <laughs> that will be diverse. But best of luck with it. Best of luck. 